today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. Give us ears to hear your truth and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw. They don't have to be a defender of themselves. Let the Lord be your strong defense. You just speak the truth. Just speak the truth. And as I've shared with you many times, you're going to be sharing your faith with people, and people are going to say, well, I don't believe the Bible. Oh, that's okay. But let me read what you read for you what it says over here in Romans. But I don't believe the Bible. Oh, I know. I understand that. But did you know that Romans uh, uh, 6 over here and, and, and oh, Romans you know 8 and it said, and I don't believe the Bible. I know. I understand that. Let me share with you what it says. Because the Word of God is more powerful than your words of wisdom. Have you ever had to defend yourself only to seem like you were crazy? Pastor David wants to encourage us to allow the Lord to be our defender. He can do it way better than we ever could. With Him as our defense, it's going to come in His perfect timing, too. As tough as it is, we need to remember that vengeance is the Lord. He is a just God, and He knows exactly what every situation requires. We'd be wise to step aside and let Him work. We're not helping things when we are standing right in the way. Well, let's join Pastor David in the book of Revelation chapter 3 with today's edition of The Open Word. First of all, a blessing and honor to someone who's shown themselves to be faithful. They've, they've done what they're supposed to do. And, and, and in his life prior to this, it wasn't major things, but because he was faithful in what God had him to do at that point in time, God promoted him. Man, beloved, that, that's the best way to get promoted, amen? Let God be your promoter. But it's also the language that, that speaks of authority and, and speaks of control. It really is, as we see, the keys of the house of David or the key of David. It, it's a position of, of regal power. It's a, it's a position of unlimited access. If, if David has the key to his, to his kingdom or to his castle, to his home, what room is David not allowed to go in? None. He has full access. And the same way with Christ, the key of David, opening doors that no one's going to shut, shutting doors that no one's going to open. If Christ has that kind of authority and that kind of power, then you know what? In your life and in my life, I need to, again, completely be trusting him in everything. I can't, you see my forehead, how far back it is? If you looked at me sideways, you'd see that it's kind of flat on there too. From so many times of banging my head against the wall or against the door that the Lord shut. I can't tell you, I mean, uh, I, I, I continually go back to the story because it was so real and it lasted so long. When we were looking for a place to meet long before we got this building, we were looking all over town for a place for a little fellowship. We were about, I don't know, 35, 60 people somewhere in there. And we were looking and the, the, the outlet mall 
down here uh, behind Cracker Barrel. It was empty. It was a ghost town. There was nothing there. And so we went and we, oh, we, we got the key from him. We went in there. And I think Robert and I, we took masking tape. We measured out. Look, we could build an auditorium. Man, we could put like 80 people in this auditorium. How cool is that? And then, you know, over here can be Sunday school classrooms. We had it all laid out on there. And then they came back and says, no, we don't want a church in, in the, in the, in the mall. We don't want a church because a church would kill the mall. I looked around and I said, but it's already dead. It's already dead. But, they, so, you know, we, we kept going and we kept going and, and, and I kept saying, man, why won't they let us do this? Why won't they let us do this? And I pushed on this, pushed on this thing and it just, it, it just never did open. My wife for months was saying, you know what? Just let it go. Apparently the Lord doesn't want you. Yes, he does. He just wants me to persevere, persevere. And so I pushed on and pushed on and pushed on. And finally, guess what? That wasn't where God wanted us because it wasn't too long after that that he opened this building up this property up god can close doors that maybe you want to stop persevering on it okay after a while now i need to tell you this too in light of all of this there are some doors he means for you to continue to knock on and there are some doors that are open that he does not intend for you to go through because i believe the enemy sometimes can open doors Opens up opportunities. Oh, this looks great. Doesn't this look marvelous? Doesn't this look wonderful? Lord, do you want me to go there? No, but it sure looks nice. So be careful. It's not just a closed door. It's not just an open door on these things. But Christ has that possibility, the ability to be able to lock that door that no one's going to open or open a door in your life that no one's going to shut. And that's why every step of our way, we make our plans, but what? The Lord directs our paths. Okay? Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. So again, open doors, close doors. Let the Lord be the one that does that. The key of David allows full access throughout the entire kingdom. And here the Lord Jesus declares that he has that key. And with that key comes full, unlimited authority throughout all of his kingdom to be able to open or to shut where no one else can do those things in our lives. That's why, Lord, if it's of you, then give us the strength to go through. Lord, if it's not of you, we don't want to go there. What did Moses say? Moses Moses told the Lord, Lord, if you don't go with us, we don't want to go. We'll we'll stay right here at this very place if you're not in it. In our lives, there's going to be come those times when it just seems absolutely impossible. Sometimes the situation we find ourselves in, it seems absolutely hopeless. And there's absolutely no way to go. Remember, the Lord Jesus is the one who holds those keys. So it's not by your wisdom. It's not by your might. It's by the Spirit of God allowing Him to work in your lives. I think we would put the ulcer doctors out of business as far as Christians are concerned if we would just learn to trust the Lord more. Christians are, you know, again, we're we're just as guilty as anyone else of worrying and fretting and striving and pushing when really and truly our lives ought to be much more at peace and at ease. 
Lord, if you want us to have that, that's, that's the way we are with this radio station right now. $96,000, that's ridiculous. I mean, we, we don't have that money, you know. Uh, so if God wants us to have it, hey, they're gonna, they're gonna have to do something. He's gonna have to do something through their hearts. And that's exactly the way that we're going through that. But God can, and God will also block our ways sometimes. Sometimes this deals with, with the enemy blocking the way so that the enemy can't get to us. But there's other times that it deals with our own choices, that we're making stupid decisions in our lives, and God literally brings that hedge around us that doesn't let us get any further or any deeper than than where we're at. And again, I can attest to that in, in my life, and I'm not going to go into the details, so forget it. But I can tell you that, that there's been times that God literally put that hedge of protection around me because I was making some really stupid decisions in my personal life. He can block our way because he knows what the real outcome is going to be for us. And sometimes we, we even think that we're doing the right thing. We think that we're doing it all for his glory, and yet it's not what the Lord would have us to do. But it makes sense in our brains, and so we keep pushing forward. And God throws these blocks there. And those are the times when, again, the, that... Uh, uh, that idea, thank God for unanswered prayers, you know, uh, comes, comes into play. So now the one who has the keys gives a word to the church there in Philadelphia. In verse 8, he says, I, I, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. So the one who has the keys to open the door has opened that door, and no one's going to shut it. For you have a little strength. And he says, you've kept my word and you've not denied my name. Jesus is declaring to them right now that right now in front of them as a church, there's an opportunity for them to continue on again in the testimony of their lives to the community that's around them. And again, this church we're going to see it's 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 not a it's not a big church by any means. As a matter of fact, it's kind of small. They don't have a whole lot of influence. We understand that. They have a little strength. They've been faithful, kept the word, not denied his name. He said, right now there's there's this open door. They were located in this city again that was there was crossroads of so much that was going on there. How much impact? they would have in that community if they just lived their lives for Christ, in their business transactions, in their uh, uh, community actions and activities, if they just lived their lives to the glory and the honor of Christ, according to his word, again, being willing to be wronged in order that Christ might get the glory. Say, so, well, the Bible doesn't say it. Yes, the Bible does say that. Again, the fullness of our lives. They had foreign missions actually coming to them. Now, now, you know, we, we, we pay people that are out in foreign missions. Uh, Susan Staples is here in the States right now. A couple of weeks she's going to be sharing a little bit about, you know, what the Lord's been doing. Uh, she's down in Tucson right now. We support her as a missionary, uh, over in Thailand. We support other missions, uh, in other parts of the world. We, we send mission teams out. We sent mission teams over to the Philippines to, again, bless the people over there and to minister to them. But do you realize how many missions, op- foreign missions opportunities we have right here without leaving home? The, the foreign students that we have out at CAC, 
that, that flood into there for their different programs. It's phenomenal. Uh, Robert, and, and only a couple more, I wish more from our fellowship would get involved with it. Just about every week, they're going to the Middle East and ministering to Muslims by going up to Phoenix at a mosque just outside of ASU and just interacting, just talking. They're not there with signs that say all Muslims are going to burn in hell. No, they're there interacting with these men and with these women about what they believe and about what the Bible declares and speaks. Is it sometimes uncomfortable, Robert? Yeah, sometimes it can be. But there's also great victories that they've seen there. And beloved, some of those students that are going to ASU are going to be heading back to the Middle East where you can't get into. But yet they come over here, foreign missions, right at our doorstep. Did you know that uh, not not uh, maybe three miles down the road here at Francisco Grande is the Grande Sports Facility? They have world-class lacrosse. They have world-class soccer. They have golf training there. They have people from all over the world going out there to tennis, or I mean to soccer clinics, to lacrosse clinics, to uh, uh, games and everything. We have a mission field right in our own backyard that, again, as the Lord gives vision and, again, the, the people to, to do that, to just go out there and minister and hang out with these people from all over the world. That's what's happening with Philadelphia. They've got people coming to them. And if they just lived their lives for the Lord and took the opportunity to speak of the things of the Lord, it says, you know what, right now you don't have much strength, but that's okay because i got an open door for you. And it's coming right to you. And we're not a big church by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what, we got tons and tons of opportunity to be able to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to people from all over the world. Why? Because they come right here to Little Old Castle Grand. Can you imagine? They come here. Again, Philadelphia wasn't a power church. They had only a little strength. And you need to realize that the Lord isn't bringing condemnation on them. He says, oh, you're just a little church. You're of no good. No. No, he says, hey, you got a little strength. It's okay. I've opened the door. He brings encouragement to them because they've been found faithful. What does he say there? You've been found faithful to, to keep my word. Uh, you, you've not denied my name. And when he says not denied my name, that's by word or deed. Understand that. That's not just to say, well, are you a Christian? No, I'm not. Well, that's by word. But how about in how they lived? Because sometimes we can deny him, deny his name, even by the choices we make in life. So even in the middle of all the attacks of the, the enemy that, that they were going through, because again, as we're going to read in just a moment, but you need to realize that during that time, during that culture, there were many, many attacks on the body of Christ. This little fellowship, they remain faithful. And even in their limited strength, they continue to press on for Jesus. Verse 9, he says, Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Some, some say that, well, this synagogue of Satan, actually these were the false believers that were in the church. But I can't agree with that. 
uh, a couple of reasons why. One is the fact that they, uh, where he says they say that they're Jews and they're not. That doesn't speak like it's believers. But even the fact that, yes, I know first century church had a lot of false teachers in the church. We talked about that when we were in uh, second, first and second Peter, about this invasion of, of false teachers within the church. We still have it today, and I understand that. But here, as Jesus is speaking, he uses the word sunoge, which is synagogue. Okay, The synagogue, he does not use the word ecclesia, which is most often translated as church. Now, Synagogue could also be translated simply as an assembly place. And there's a couple of places in the New Testament that it does deal with believers. But by and large, nearly every other place, whenever they speak of the assembly of believers, they use the word church, ecclesia, including throughout the book of Revelation, He uses it over and over and over again. So when he says the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews, I believe that what he's speaking about is Jews. And again, as we're going through... Uh, as we're going through Revelation, remember, I, I told you, we're going to take the most simplest application first. And if that works, we go for it. There's no reason to pull stuff out of the air to try and make it fit some other, you know, uh, 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 some other belief or some other doctrine. If it's simple and it's there, then let's take it for what it's worth. I believe that it, they were continually being harassed by the Jews from that local synagogue there in Philadelphia because of their stand as Christ followers. Now, some of these believers, they were probably converts from Judaism. So they're having all of this attacks from them. Again, they they found that Jesus of Nazareth was the true Messiah. They want to follow him. But now the, the culture, the family, the tradesmen, all of these things are coming against them. Many of the Jewish community of that day, and, and even today, they forsook the directions. They, 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 they did away with the theology of Judaism. And they simply became power brokers or some form of a social club within their communities. They, they, uh, again, the, the synagogue became that meeting place and, and politics became the order and the issue of the day rather than the theology of the Word of God and the doctrine of the Word of God. They, they wanted to control situations. We see, see that back in the first century. We even see it still today. They no longer look for Messiah as a person, They now look for Messiah to be an era, a a time of of peace, a realm of peace. Uh, And and, and Messiah is even obtainable by political power. We we get that. That's the mindset of many Jews even today. They're not looking for a man Messiah. They're looking for a time and a framework of peace, and that is Messiah. And how they pull that out of the Bible is because they don't read it. They don't study it. They listen to politically led teachers that are drawing them into that. So I believe that when he says that they are Jews and are not, but they lie, I believe that's exactly what's going on. They're, they're part of the synagogue, but they're not following Judaism. They're, they're just, again, that political structure, and they're just attacking the church every chance they get. So, again, the believers needed to continue to speak the truth about, as he says here, the one who is holy, the one who is true. 
So as they continue to be faithful in their calling, faithful in, in their life, the Lord is going gonna to continue to work in the hearts of those, even of the ones that attack them. And I believe that they're going to see the Lord's hand turn over many of those hearts as they just remain faithful to the Lord. They don't have to be a defender of themselves. Let the Lord be your strong defense. You just speak the truth. Just speak the truth. And as I've shared with you many times, you're going to be sharing your faith with people, and people are going to say, well, I don't believe the Bible. Oh, that's okay. But let me read what you read for you what it says over here in Romans. But I don't believe the Bible. Oh, I know. I understand that. But did you know that Romans uh, uh, 6 over here and, and, and oh, Romans you know, 8, and it says, and I don't believe the Bible. I know. I understand that. Let me share with you what it says. Because the Word of God is more powerful than your words of wisdom. If you just continue to just lay the Word of God, one of two things are going to happen. They're going to get fed up with you and walk away. Or, and I believe even if they get fed up and walk away, that the Word spoken to him, it says it will not return void. Okay, But it's it's going to accomplish what it's sent forth to do. Stay in the Word. Give them the Word of God. Let your argument be from the Word of God. Again, the Lord gives further acclamations to the church here in verse 10. He says, because you have kept uh, my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. Some say that this speaks about, again, that, that, that hour of tri- trial speaks about the great tribulation, about the, the wrath of God being poured out on the earth. And if that's true, then the church of Philadelphia also becomes a, a type for all believers. And he says, you know what, I'm going to keep you from that. And we, we speak of the rapture of the church taking place before that, that great tribulation that's going to come. You understand, of course, don't you, that the church from its very beginning has gone through tribulation. Gone through tribulation. Great trials. Even today, uh, particularly in, in foreign countries, third world countries, uh, uh, the, the, the church is under great, great, great tribulation. Uh, Pastor Saeed still there in uh, Iran. And again, the, the, the little bit better situation, but again, still in prison there. Uh, and, and, and he's just one of, of men, not in Iran, but Iraq, right? Uh, Iraq. Iran. It is Iran. Okay, get it, get my countries right. Okay. Uh, but that's happening all over. China, North Korea, uh, Christians in prison for their faith. The church goes through much, much tribulation even now. But beloved, there is coming that day, the Word of God, and as we get into Revelation, it's going to speak even more and more. That great, great tribulation. And again, I believe that again, that when we read it here and we look that he says that I'm going to keep you from that hour of trial, which is going to come on the whole world. Yeah, it could very well speak of the church of Philadelphia being the church that's here at the rapture of the church. Maybe. I'm I'm not camping on that. I do believe in the rapture. I believe that the Lord could come at any moment, at any time. But I also see a whole lot of the church of Laodicea right now in the church today. And we'll be looking at that uh, next week.
Pastor David Landry has been taking us verse by verse through the book of Revelation, and we know you'll want to come back for more. If you'd like to hear today's message again or listen back through other teachings, you can find them all at theopenword.com under the Teachings tab. We hope today's message has touched your heart, settled some questions you've had, and maybe even caused you to ask a dozen more. If you do have questions, we'd love to do all we can to answer them. Please give us a call at 520-836-9676. We'd love to pray for you, too, and learn more about your journey of faith. Once again, that number is 520-836-9676. We believe that God has given us the church so that we can learn more about Him and about living together in community. Are you a part of a local body of believers? If you're in the Casa Grande area, Pastor David has a special invitation for you. Thanks for listening to The Open Word. If you're in the Casa Grande area and looking for a church home, I'd love to meet you and shake your hand. Welcome you to our community of believers here at Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande. We meet weekly on Saturdays, Sundays, and Wednesdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible. You'll be able to find out more about us and get directions by visiting theopenword.com. And under the links at the bottom of the page, click on Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande. I look forward to meeting you. Thanks, Pastor David. That's all we have time for today. But join us to learn more from the pages of Revelation right here on The Open Word.